Welcome back. I'm here today with Ray Dillon. He's a retired CEO of Delta Timber Corporation. Ray, welcome to today's show. Thank you for having me. So, Ray, for the listeners, and uh, you know, can you bring us through from maybe college, your career path, and what brought you up to where you are today? Well, Alan, if I could, let me start a little further back because I'm not supposed to be here today. Oh. I'm a farm boy from South Mississippi that uh, was very blessed to grow up in a home with loving parents and parents that had high expectations for their children. So uh, uh, along the way, we had an older sister who a gentleman came into her life that had a big impact on both my brother and I. And he was uh, a chemical engineer and he worked in the forest products industry. And I was in the ninth grade in high school. And I watched him and his success and I decided that chemical engineering was a great profession and I was uh, happened to be good in math and science and my undergraduate degrees in chemical engineering from Mississippi State University and I knew in the ninth grade I was going into chemical engineering and I knew I was going into the forest products industry and pulp and paper industry and I did. I also knew I was going to be a CEO one day because hard work, education and discipline would lead to success and success would be rewarded. And so, you know, you, 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 I was very wealthy, but yet, you know, motivated to do very well. You know, it's interesting. Very, very wealthy from having loving parents and an environment that encouraged performance. Sometimes it, putting our treasures in the right thing, it, it, it makes all the difference in, as we move through life. Absolutely. So Ray, um, you know, you, you, you came out of school Yes. You're a chemical engineer. First one to graduate from college in our family. Okay. And uh, and then where did you start? Where did you land? Uh, first job was um, in a, I grew up in South Mississippi, and the first job was in uh, a community called Bogalusa, Louisiana, for Crown Zellerback Corporation. That corporation no longer exists. But I was an entry-level engineer there. Very blessed that uh, right after going to work, there was a significant modernization of the mill, and I got to be associated with that project team. So if you're a young engineer, you walk right into a situation where you're using all your engineering talents and yet you're exposed to mentors that help you learn quickly. And so we modernized the mill and then I came through the mill management chain. I was a department head. Then I was a mill manager at another facility and have rebuilt facilities and then wound up in the executive suite in uh, Chicago, Illinois uh, with that company before it was sold. And you know, I've never had a job that I didn't like, okay? And candidly, I've never had a job as hard as working on the farm, okay? So, so hard work was part of my DNA, and then being in capital-intensive industries, okay, that, that quite frankly, margins are very thin. It's very difficult to earn the cost of capital in those industries, so it required excellent operational performance. And, and quite frankly, you were always trying to gain an advantage of, you know, beyond your competitor to be able to stay in business. And so those were great training grounds for, for me. And uh, then in, you know, through a series of uh, management assignments and then winding up in a corporate office, I went back to uh, uh, business school at the University of Chicago and got an MBA in, the, in 2000, which was one of the greatest experiences in my life to, that, that literally I could go to class on the weekend and practice what I learned on Monday morning being, being in the positions that I was in. And so, then when that company was sold, uh, Deltic Temper was looking for a CEO and I was available and uh, had worked in Arkansas previously 
And so it was a, a natural connection. I went to work there in 2003 and, and retired uh, in October of uh, 2016. It's a great company, uh, quite frankly, great assets. And, and I'm very proud of the fact that through the Great Recession, our company was profitable every year without any financial engineering and without liquidating any valuable resources at a bad time. So. Well, that's saying a lot because you've been through both some ups and downs in the economy. Uh, oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, during your, your tenure there. And I hope we never see a down like we did. And, and because the, the Great Recession affected housing more than any other segment of the economy. I mean, we went from over 2 million housing starts to less than 300,000 housing starts. So, I okay, Hurricane Katrina, was that during your tenure? Yes, Hurricane Katrina it was, but uh, actually disasters uh, don't really spur a lot of demand because the disaster occurs, then there's the cleanup, then there's the insurance reconciliation, and then there's the decision whether the, the previous owner rebuilds or not. So it's a long process and it doesn't have an immediate impact on demand, so to speak, as far as wood products is concerned. Now your uh, Delta Timber Delta Timber Corporation was uh, primarily, was it the, the land was over Mississippi? Or no, no, where, we were uh, owned over 500,000 acres primarily in the state of Arkansas. Okay. Deltic Timber was a spinoff from Murphy Oil and the Murphy family in Arkansas. Yeah. They had accumulated, uh, you know, several uh, thousand acres of land and that was the beginning of Deltic Timber. And then, then as we were spun out from Murphy in 1997, then we acquired more land and added to that land base. But uh, you know, one of the valuable assets in Deltic Timber is its land base and with an invested cost basis of less than $600 an acre. And so, so a great asset base in a great location. Uh, Arkansas grows some of the best timber in the whole world. And so then we were vertically integrated into solid wood product manufacturing, lumber. And then uh, with every land and timber company, there's always land that becomes land that gets developed, especially land that's near metropolitan areas. And Deltic was very fortunate to have several thousand acres west of Little Rock, which is the uh, state capital for Arkansas. And so we have a premier development there, Chennault Valley, which is a 5,000 acre development. And also Deltic um, has many of its oil and gas minerals in the state of Arkansas. And we benefited greatly from the Fayetteville shale development. Uh, it was one of the first natural gas shale developments. And um, just uh, you know, the way I would characterize it is, is uh, uh, you know, there's so many benefits to owning land. They're not, one would be they're not making any more of it, but you've got what it can grow and also the minerals that are beneath it. And you, and you never know when they're going to, uh, I'll call it, be developed. I'm visiting here today with uh, Ray Dillon. He's the former CEO of Delta Timber Corporation. Ray, I need to take a quick break and we'll be right back after these messages. Since you can't take your wealth with you, spend time with your family. Welcome back. I'm visiting here with 
today with Ray Dillon. He's a former CEO of Delta Timber Corporation. And Ray, in the first segment, we talked about how at an early age you had a desire to become that chemical engineer, be a CEO of a company that uh, in the industry. And, and then... Um, and then it actually all happened. So, so you know, you know, it's interesting in life as we set out with our goals, and then those goals are fulfilled. You know, what? How did you evaluate what the next step is? Well, I had uh, uh, been Deltic's CEO for over thirteen years, and uh, quite frankly, that's uh, uh, almost four times what the normal average for today's CEO lifespan is and very fortunate to be in a position to help others uh, quite frankly experience what I did and I had worked literally all of my life but essentially over 40 years in industrial manufacturing and executive positions and so so it's an opportunity to give back and I was fortunate enough to be able to do that so working with Deltic's board we uh, planned an exit strategy and and uh, for both myself and the successor and it has allowed me now to uh, work with two organizations that I'm very uh, close to Methodist Family Health uh, essentially they started as an orphanage in Arkansas many years ago but it's really turned into a mental health services so so essentially we're providing mental health services for for uh, adults and children that quite frankly, are dysfunctional in their relationships. And so we're trying to help them bond or we're trying to help them get in environments where they can be successful and be the most that they can be or best they can be. Another organization that I work with is an organization called Arkansas Sheriff Youth Ranch. And these organizations started by the Sheriff's Association in Arkansas. And when there would be a domestic violence situation and the sheriff's having to deal with it, you go in and there's children, what do you do with the children? They didn't have any place to care for the children. You don't want to take them to jail, right? <laughs> so yeah. so uh, we have ranches to where we have beds and foster parents where these children can go, being a loving environment and also being a ranch environment where they're taught to care for live animals. They're taught you know, responsibilities, discipline as far as work is concerned. And we try to focus them uh, uh, toward school and toward church and 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 rescue them from the environment that they were in and someone like myself to spend time with those that I can and tell them my story and tell them that they can be just as successful in me. These are the these are the tools you need to do that and this is the effort that it takes to accomplish that. I'm visiting today with Ray Dillon. He is the former CEO of Delta Timber Corporation. Ray, I need to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. I love fishing, you know, with my family. I think it would be easier to use a net. It was so much fun. The times when we are together, it makes it all, all the more worth it. Having Dad teach them how to, like, cast a fly rod and... As long as we're doing stuff together, we're having fun. Some people see a father and a son fishing together, while others see a succession plan. Welcome back. I'm visiting here today with Ray Dillon. He's the former CEO of Delta Timber Corporation. Ray, in the previous segment, we are talking about how you had a succession plan. You moved out of be being the CEO 
and moved into a life more of service and philanthropy, primarily working with youth, disadvantaged youth. When you're working, what capacity are you serving? Are you a board member? Are you day-to-day -day operations? No, I generally serve as board members of both the operating unit and, okay. and most of these organizations have a foundation where we're raising money to sustain the organization for the long term, where uh, hopefully raise enough money for their foundations so that uh, the investment income will, will be at least half of their operating expenses. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's a, it's a uh, really two-pronged effort to serve when they need you to help them operationally, but primarily it's fundraising and, and oversight is the best way I would characterize it. But you can't, when you get to know some of these individual stories, you can't help but reach out to them and try to help them. Is there a spiritual aspect to the way you're working with the youth today? Well, absolutely. I would say that spiritually you're led to help others. And, and you know, as, as we're taught, you know, to help those that are least among us and give those a chance that literally won't have a chance unless someone gives them a hand. And unless my brother-in-law had come into my life, there's no telling where I would have been today. So a mentor, an example, and so many individuals don't have that example today in the, in the broken homes that we have. And, and generally those broken homes lead to, to bad outcomes for children because they're not, quite frankly, managed, supervised, and developed. You know, you're seeing a, a, a part of life that's not always pleasant, the, the broken homes troubled youth and what's what's the best way for reaching out and helping these kids i try to help them it's not their situation today that counts it's their situation tomorrow and they can't change the situation today except starting in the morning okay and it's like golf the only shot that's important is the next one because the because the one you just hit is done so try to use sports as an analogy to help them with where they're at in life and their lives aren't over, their lives are just beginning. And they can change whatever situation they're in beginning tomorrow with help. Yeah. Do you and, find some of the kids are broken starting out as you, as you, as you try to pick them up or? Uh, broken is a word I would call it confused and, and confused because of the situation they've been in. And secondly, they just don't have an idea of how to change the environment they've been in. And you don't have that, you can't do that without someone showing you a different model or a different method. And then you'll find those that want to change and you'll find those that, that just can't accept uh, the responsibility to take that challenge. So going back to the, the, the ranch, which is under the, the sheriff's, sheriff's, yeah, sheriff's sheriff. thing. Are the kids there for a certain period of time? Generally until we can uh, get them past uh, uh, high school and encourage them then to go into their, the career that, that they desire, whether that's a technical education or whether it's a, a formal education in college. And then we try to help them secure scholarships to be able to pay for that. Can you think of some success stories that you've been part of as you've worked with the kids? Well, there was one particularly, uh, actually I was, we have a uh, annual uh, dinner function and, and recognize individuals that have worked in Sheriff Youth Ranch and I happened to be honored last year at that event. And there was a young man there 
Chris was his name, that uh, uh, really grew up in a broken, dysfunctional home and wound up and had done very good in school and was graduating and was entering the military. And he was gonna be a great, uh, quite frankly, representative for our country wherever he was assigned. He was going in the military so he could pay for college, okay? And that young man will, will do great. It's, uh, would you say that's the exception to the rule? Certainly, he's one of our leading examples, yes. And, you know, there's, you know, it's the third, third, third rule. You know, third are gonna do great, third will do okay, and then the third will, will have to uh, uh, refurbish again, you know, and some just won't make it. What do you say the biggest challenges of the family today? How do kids end up? I think I think we tend to live in a society today that um, parents uh, aren't as focused as they should be on their children. Whereas my mom and dad would sacrifice literally their last dying for their family, for their children to have more than they did and to be able to do better than they did, and so whether you call it love or commitment today, that you know, many parents aren't as committed to the future of their children is, is the way I would characterize it. It's sad because without that strong family environment and strong accountability, strong expectations inside the home, school teachers can't fix that equation, okay? All they can do is deal with it the best they can. But they can't fix that equation that's coming from the organic expectation that you will, you will go to school, you, you will learn, you will perform, or you will be held accountable in today's world. You know, it's interesting how you had moved from running a, a large public corporation to serving. And uh, would you go back into running companies again, or what, what's, your, what's your outlook right now? I'm a, you know, I grew up on a farm, so I'm a problem solver. I'm an engineer, so I'm a builder and a problem solver. So, so yes, I would consider opportunities that uh, need someone with my skill set. And, uh, you know, I've not run out of gas. Uh, I'm just uh, refocused at the current time. Well, it could be refocused for a reason to make a difference in the, the lives of those people that you're serving. So, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I've been visiting here today with Ray Dillon. He is a former CEO of Delta Timber Corporation, also a board member of uh, the local charities and philanthropy. And Ray, we're out of time right now, but I'd like to thank you for being on today's show. Thank you so much, Alan. It's been a pleasure.